several years ago, there was a group of friends and we came up with the words, wow, God, to represent a section of the week on radio where we opened the door for people to call and tell some of their most precious stories. There's so many reasons why I like calling them wow, God stories. One of the reasons is kind of silly, or at least you might think it's silly, but it's just the least amount of letters that I can find to represent so much. Like it's just six letters. Wow, God. But it is saying there's a God and he sees us and he loves us and he's real and he's active in our lives so much more than we can comprehend. He loves us and he has a plan for our lives. And let me tell you about my God because he is awesome. All of that in four consonants and two vowels. Wow, God. And I like the hashtag, which I know is silly, but hashtag wow God. I just love the way it looks on social media and stuff. And then I like using radio or this podcast or whatever platform I can create or utilize for real people to say, hey, I'd like to tell my story. This is what happened to me. This is what I saw. This is what I experienced. This is what my mom had happened to her. This is the truth and I'm a witness to it. This is my story. I love that opportunity given to people. It's good for them to tell it. It's good for me to hear it. It's good for others to hear it. And so today, it's a wow God story. There's a pastor who was shot uh, multiple times, as you'll hear today. Everyone at the hospital and the doctors and different people are saying, this is incredible. Like, it has to be supernatural. Like the bullets don't even look like they should look, like they passed through something before they hit his body. It's like, wow, God. And so this pastor, Tim Remington, is still in the hospital. They say he's going to recover. And I thank uh, producer Melanie for reaching out to the church. And someone on the staff named John spoke with us. And that's what you're going to hear on today's show. It is a firsthand account of what John has seen and what people are saying. This is a wow God story. This is this, this, is, this is life. This is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. Hey, John, can you hear me? Yes. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to me. I host a podcast and then I also have a radio show around the nation and I've been talking um, about your pastor and I wanted to take some time and, and learn more. And so this is okay? You have a few minutes? Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. How long have you been at the church? I've been at the church for seven years. I went to the rehab that he has seven years ago. I was a meth addict for 17 years and absolutely hopeless. And uh, they led me to the Lord seven years ago, and now I'm one of the pastors at the church. That is such an amazing Jesus story right there. Yes, amen. That's awesome. 17 years as an addict. Now for the past seven years, you've been clean through the program. Did Pastor Tim, um, did he start that program, or was he just a part of it? No, he started it. Him and his wife did. Uh, They used to just take addicts off the street into their home and they would detox them and they just started becoming so many of them. They started a faith-based rehabilitation up here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Mm -hmm. And did you, uh, before we we start talking about Pastor Tim, um, who was shot six times, um, before we we dive into that story, I'm just so curious about you. I mean, did did you, were you raised in a Christian home? 
No, uh, my parents divorced when I was 12. I was kicked out of three schools by the time I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, started using drugs in seventh grade. I never went back to school after that. I wow. moved to Las Vegas, got into gangs, and uh, my life was just upside down. Uh, came back up here to Coeur d'Alene and just kept living that life of meth addiction, uh, pornography addiction for 21 years, mm-hmm. uh, cocaine, just all that, that nonsense. I was very violent, mm-hmm. uh, hopeless, empty. I just knew this was my life. I was going to be a drug addict, a drug dealer, and that's what I was going to do as hard and as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. And you probably would have like died in a flame of glory. You would have just go- oh, been yeah. gone. Absolutely. Were- I ended up in prison for six years and got out and kept doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, seven years ago, a girl that I was together with went through Pastor Tim's and her life radically changed. And she talked me into going and I ended up going just to fake my way through it. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit touched my life on December 5th of 2008 and set me free. That's so great. Yeah, and I couldn't have kids before that. And uh, now I have two daughters and a son on the way. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. My wife went through Pastor Tim's also. She was an opiate addict. So the woman that that you were like dating or seeing or whatever that got you to Pastor Tim, you ended up not staying with her. Correct. Yeah. And then what's your wife's name? My wife is Amanda Padula. Amanda. So John and Amanda. And isn't this just Jesus? I mean, like, it's so, I know, right? Like, who has a story like this? Who, who can tell a story of being healed and transformed and changed? Only someone who's come in contact with the one true living God. That's That's right. Yeah. And, And on that December day, um, was since that time, did you, did you continue in the program or was all of your addiction melted? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I left after it, 13 days and was excited about Jesus and was going into all the dope houses that people who were cooking meth and just trying to bring them to the Lord. And yeah. uh, then when that relationship didn't work out, I kind of freaked out and went back to my old life for about three months and mm-hmm. got arrested and then got serious mm-hmm. um, and just kind of let everything go. And two years later, met my wife and it's just been amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's just get back to Pastor Tim now. I just got to know what happened. So Pastor Tim was shot well, there was a, a gentleman who was in both of our services, um, Kyle Odom, and uh, after the service, Pastor was one of the last ones to leave, and as he was locking up, uh, he went out to his car. Uh, Kyle Odom went out a few minutes before that and was laying down in his car. Um, as soon as Pastor Tim came out, he had his back to Kyle's car, yeah. and uh, Pastor was unlocking his car door, and on video, we see Kyle get out and start walking towards him up to, I think, 10 feet away and just starts shooting him in the back. And then why? trots back to his car and takes off. Do we know why he did it? Well, uh, if you read the manifesto, there's uh, he thought me and Pastor Tim were Martians and just a, that we a lot of um, demonic stuff. Yeah. So yeah. he started meditating almost two years ago and had an experience. If you read in his manifesto, just a total encounter with you know satanic things, and you know he reveals them as you know Martians and aliens and this kind of stuff which we know they're definitely demonic and we believe he gave himself over to demonic control. And, you know, cause he's the nicest kid, sweetheart, um, talked to his family, uh, read a lot about his history and this has nothing to do with Kyle Odom, but everything to do with Satan. Yeah. So the real <laughs> enemy has not been apprehended. You know, we yeah. know that Satan is still out there and we're going to war against the spiritual realm because it has nothing to do with flesh and blood. Yeah, well, see, you talk on such a high level of understanding the realities of the universe and humanity and the earth and who Jesus is, you understand, and what Jesus did, and and that our enemy is defeated, but he's still 
roams the earth seeing who he can devour. And Absolutely. he tried to devour Pastor Tim. I mean, it was the, it was the spirit behind that, um, act that tried to murder and destroy Pastor Tim. And so, so he was shot about 15 feet, you said. And it was, uh, I, I it, heard it was, I stood yesterday and it was, I could reach with a fishing pole. I could from where the shooter was to where pastor was. It was more like 10 feet, 10, 12 feet, 10 feet. Yeah. About yeah. 10 feet then. And yeah. how many rounds I, I read somewhere it was 10 rounds, but six hit him. No, nope, right? that, that's inaccurate. We, the doctors found two more slugs in him yesterday. Eight shots wow. uh, actually okay. went into his body uh, at around 10 feet away. One shot should have been fatal. Absolutely. Uh, right. So we have seen so many people come to Jesus over this. Uh, really? retired, a retired firefighter who's friends with the EMTs said one of the slugs, uh, right when it got to pastor, it mushroomed like there was some invisible steel shield there and it just stayed in his coat. It didn't even penetrate his skin. Um, there was another wow. bullet that was found on the ground that hadn't even made it to pastor yet. It just dropped out of the air. Um, wow. Wow. So obviously we believe the hand of the Lord just said, no, yeah. that's enough. You're, you're stopping. Yeah. It, and, it sounds uh, like an angel uh, stood absolutely. between the bullets and yep. Kyle and Pastor Tim because it wasn't Pastor Tim's time to go. So like apparently right. the enemy wanted to take Pastor Tim Remington out. God said, absolutely not. His time on earth is not done. Yep. And so he's going to be okay? Is, is that what they're saying? He's going to be fine. He had to run into emergency surgery two nights ago because they found there was a, a tear in his colon. And so they had to take him back to ICU and, and fix mm -hmm. that, but he's doing fine. Yeah, that's a miracle because, like you said, one shot would have been uh, fatal typically, but he had Absolutely. eight slugs in him. Eight. eight slugs in him from just over 10 feet away. So talk to me about what is happening in your town, in your church, <laughs> now that this has happened. Talk to me. Uh, God is moving. Uh, we're getting letters from people in jail who are getting saved. Um, we're seeing some of the local, you know, uh, ex-firefighter, a retired firefighter who's older. His kids said that he just came over there with tears in his eyes, said this had to be Jesus, I believe. Uh, wow. He came to the Lord over it. Uh, a friend of the EMTs came to the Lord over it. We're seeing, we're hearing, I mean, I could just go on all day just telling you about the testimonies of, of people coming to know Jesus because they knew there's no way he could survive this. The doctors are telling us that the whole hospital is just a big buzz of this was something supernatural. Yeah. This was yeah. something that was not human. Yeah. So cool. It's so cool. I mean, like we look for God all the time. We see God if our eyes are open. I mean, He's working all around us all the time. He's, yes. He's awesome. He's God. And then sometimes <laughs> you see the manifest glory of God. Sometimes you go, oh, like, wow, you stopped those bullets. You are awesome. You know, it's like, look what you did. Right. Knowing that, I mean, one of the things that I saw written somewhere publicly was a quote from you, John, saying that, you know, we love Kyle. Absolutely. You know? yeah. He's a pearl of great price. Jesus got up on the cross for him. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. This had nothing to do with Kyle. He had just, you know, ignorantly, you know, not knowing what he was doing, started meditating. You know, obviously we don't, we don't think of what, what we can open up there, but we know as believers that opens up a demonic realm. Yeah. And so he didn't, he didn't know, you know, it was just in ignorance of not understanding. Where is he right now? I believe he's still in Washington, D.C. in jail. He's in jail. Yeah. Yep. I got confused when I was hearing the news because I was like, but didn't they say it was Idaho and then he's in Washington, <laughs> D.C.? I mean, he just yeah. like, he just drive all that way? No, he actually jumped on a plane uh, down in Boise and flew to 
to Washington, D.C. Do you think he was there to, you know, try to shoot other people? No. Um, if you read his manifesto, he, he was apologizing to the president that uh-huh. um, he's being basically um, controlled by Martians and all of this. And he loved his, loves the president. He was trying to get a story to the president because he was throwing okay. that flash drive over the fence. Oh, I see. So I, yeah. I missed that part. So, yeah. so Kyle needs prayer. There's a lot yes. that's been going on in his heart, his mind, his body. But that's my favorite part. This is the part that will make me cry, John. My favorite part. I mean, like, I love all of it. I love Jesus. I love angels. I love you. I love your deliverance. I love freedom from addictions. I love your wife having a baby. I love the whole story. (laughs) I love everything. But the thing that just like takes my heart and just grips it is the public forgiveness, the love, um, that, you know, that's just Jesus. That's what Jesus looks like. That's what Jesus feels and smells like where he just says, like you said, you know, Kyle, he died for Kyle. He loves Kyle. Yes. And to not hate him and to not want harm for him is just for me. I love that. I love that you guys are feeling that way. And no doubt it's not going to be an easy, I mean, recovery from any injury is not going to be easy. And I know Pastor Tim has probably got some hurdles that he's going to have to, Absolutely. you know, climb. But how is he doing? What kinds of things is he saying right now? Uh, he's cracking jokes. You know, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's an amazing man. I've never met somebody like him. And that was uh, my big, biggest attraction to Jesus was seeing it in physical form through Pastor Tim. Yeah. And uh, he's just been my father and my mentor since then. Um, I love him to death. He's just absolutely amazing. And he's so lighthearted about everything. You know, he loves Kyle, praying for Kyle. Yeah. Uh, he knows that this was an attack from the enemy. Yeah. And so let's pray together before you know, absolutely. We, we stop. I'll, um, um, I'll pray and then you pray, okay? And, okay. And then we'll just... Basically, just like you said, like this is an attack. And so, um, Father, we just thank you so much for showing yourself strong. Thank you for protecting Pastor Tim, for saying, no, this is my servant and I have more planned for him on the earth and I need him to stay. And that tells me too, Father, that you have a plan. So whatever it is, Lord, I pray that it just is turned up, like used him in ways he never imagined. Help him get his message out of freedom through Christ Jesus to the whole world. Um, Let this, you know, church, this Assembly of God church up in northern Idaho become a beacon to the United States that this is what freedom looks like. This (laughs) is what Jesus looks like. This is what forgiveness looks like. This is what God's power looks like. Use Pastor Tim, Father, in ways that no one even dreamed possible because what the enemy meant for evil. We uh, stand and believe and pray, God, that you will use for dynamic and dramatic good. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you that you are mighty to save. And when we read your word and we see the story of Paul and we see who he was before as he persecuted Christians and he persecuted you, God, we know that that you exposed yourself and revealed yourself to him. And he knew it was you. And God, we ask for that same conversion right now in Jesus' name in Kyle Odom's life. And I pray that his ministry would supersede anything that's happened in the United States forever. God, I pray this would be a a Paul conversion and that his life would be all about you. I pray that you would deliver him from the demonic right now in Jesus' name name. and that your glorious light would shine round about him. I thank you for saving our pastor. I thank you, God, for healing him. And I pray, God, that as you continue to save souls around this community, 
that there would be a revival that would start in our in our hearts individually. Let us get serious about you, God. Yes. We yes. thank you so much. I pray, God, that your testimonies will go worldwide and that salvation is the number one focus in this. Yes. We love you, Father. We yes. praise you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 You know, God saved you for great works, John. And Amen. you and your wife, you know the truth. And I do pray that you and your wife's ministry would begin to just erupt and yeah. that you would be like firebrands to the <laughs> nation to help set people on fire, that there is a freedom that is a pure, true freedom for any addict, for any addiction at all, that Jesus has come to set the captives free. And I just really pray that you and your wife would just see an outpouring of the miraculous and of his power in your lives. Amen. Thank, yep. thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so honored to get to talk to you. When is your wife's um, delivery date? Um, May 31st. So we're excited. Yeah. So we have a discipleship home. So I have my wife, my two daughters, and then six women that we disciple that live with us. What? So, yeah. So now I'm I'm excited to have a boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Are these women who are like getting clean or they're just kind of growing and it's like. A, yeah. Like no, these are all women who've graduated Pastor Tim's program and now are being discipled and just, you know, living their life for God. Yeah. That's awesome, so, man. Yeah, we have, uh, my wife and I have four houses. I think Pastor has six houses, and we have about 100 people in housing right now who used to be addicts who are now wow. set free. Uh, our whole church is full of testimonies like what God's done in my life. You know, we, we've graduated 1,700 people from our rehab, and uh, wow. it's all about Jesus. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, it's awesome. I live in Denver, and um, the church we go to has this rehabilitation program too, and, you know, I've done, I've also done some different work across the nation, um, you know, helping fundraise for, um, rescue missions. Okay. You know, until you sit down with an addict or someone who was an addict and you can hear, it's such a, it's such a clear picture of what Jesus can do or what he has done. It's just this conversion that just blows the mind. God is powerful. Amen. So it's just, it's just crazy that, you know, in, in the small area of America that you are, you've had 1700 men and women graduate from your program over the years. And it's just awesome. So amen, amen, amen. Okay. Well, thank you for your time and for letting me interview you. And if you would, on behalf of myself and my family and all the people who are listening, get a message to pastor Tim that we love him and that we are praying for him and that we are excited to see what God has for him next. Amen. I will pass along the message. Okay, because it must be good because it, <laughs> <laughs> he kept it for right? a reason, right? <laughs> well, God gave him, gave him a vision that he was also going to have a juvenile rehabilitation and that hasn't come to fruition, so we knew that he was going to make it through this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you guys rock. You're inspirational, and I just you know, I praise Jesus for you. So thank you so oh, much well, for your you. time. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, John, God bless. Right, bless you. My Mom's Podcast is brought to you by Cure International. Cure Heals Kids. And then they tell them about Jesus. Find out more at my mom's website. Come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and then click on QR. Hashtag thanks for listening.